Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The world is a great big Jaffa cake. Some people don't like it, others do. Either way, it's okay. All you've got to say is not today. Hello there, happy post-Easter to you. Are you well? I hope you're well. It's getting rather tough, isn't it? Is this week four? Month four? Year? I, time has no meaning. Anyway, today, uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Pretty Patel, and if there's time, we will be checking up on Dominic Raab's magic beans. Anyway, it's good to be back. Enjoy the bank holiday. Not that that means anything at all anymore. Welcome along. Good morning. Did you have a wonderful Easter? Was it blessed and was he risen and all the doings and all the business? Um, Kim told me something about, I think it's a pagan thing, about there's some story about a bird that at this time there's something happens and they transform into a hare. And that's why it's a bunny laying eggs. Just saying. Anyway, uh, lots to talk about today and i'm not i didn't want to hmm, it's not a time for politicking is it it's not a time for being political but it is it is a time for making sure that the people with the power whomso whichever they might be are doing the right thing by our frontline workers here's why it's not like the second world war uh, germany's army is sending 60 mobile ventilators to the uk that's very nice of them and uh, we sort of messed up, didn't we? We 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 did the whole. Oh, I didn't get that email card uh, when Europe offered to let us come in on negotiating to procure more ventilators. I didn't get the email. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, what, what? How can you not have got that email? You're the government. You should be regularly checking your spam box. I know. I check mine. Uh, over the weekend, Pretty Patel issued a bit of a non-apology over PPE supply. She said, I'm sorry if people feel there have been failings. I'm sorry if people feel. Not, I'm sorry there have been. I'm sorry if you're upset. I'm sorry you're upset. I will be very, very clear about that. Let me be very clear. She says that. Have you noticed that? That's a, t- that's a drinking game for you. Let me, I'm... I am being very clear about this. Are you? Are you? Uh, meanwhile, Matt Hancock uh, annoyed quite a lot of people, uh, particularly healthcare workers. 
Uh, on Friday at a press conference, he said, there's enough PPE to go around as long as it's used in line with official guidance to ensure everyone gets what they need. Um, that's that's not really true. Uh, the United Kingdom has recorded now Europe's highest daily hospital death toll. And really, it's that thing of, um, OK, well, we haven't got enough PPE, so instead we'll just change the guidelines. Because every nurse and doctor I've seen on the telly has said, no, we can't we can't do medical best practice uh, that we can do what the guidelines say. But that they, they've all been. I think the guidelines now are just uh, put them on in the morning and uh, just give them a quick wipe down with a wet wipe. It doesn't have to be antibacterial. And uh, that's absolutely fine. Uh, horrific. I know some people are sort of frantically trying to sew up like home sew uh, PPE stuff for frontline workers. That's, it seems it seems ridiculous that it's come to that. But there you go. It's kind of like the five a day thing with fruit and vegetables. You know how you're supposed to eat five portions a day? That's a lie. It should be like 14, 17, something like that. But everybody knows people just won't manage it. They're too busy in Chris. So they were like, let's put five and hope for the best. Feels like it's that with PPE to me. Anyway, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, uh, gave his Easter liturgy from his kitchen. And a very nice kitchen it was too. Justin's house. It's the Canterbury Cathedral. He doesn't have a steeple. Stay the f away, sheeple. Nobody is welcome here in Justin's house. Dustin for ju- Oh, hello. Oh, Justin will be here any minute and I haven't found the liturgy. Where is it? Behind you. Morning, robot. Good morning, Archbishop. I can't wait to do the Eucharist. Is the bread ready? Yes, I took it out of the oven an hour ago. I just need to- Oh, oh Robert, you've broken the bread. Up and up Dominic Raab climbed, the leaves of the beanstalk acting as a ladder, and soon he was above the clouds. And in a little while he was in the enchanted kingdom of an enormous giant, who, to be honest, was minding his own business and had worked for several decades as a key worker, putting a little bit by each week in order to buy a golden goose, if you will, and nest egg to support his meagre state pension through retirement. Fee-fi-foo-fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman as dumb as they come. Be he alive or be he dead, the fate of the nation rests upon his head. Christ! Right, this is my chance to show everyone what an inspiring leader I am and steal a goose off a pensioner. Here goes! And so the absolutely least switched on man in Her Majesty's government ran towards the goose, confident that his black belt in judo would be enough to get away from the... Got you. And that was the end of Dominic Raab. Look, I know it's not a time for doing politicking because, you know, we are all in this together and we do need to pull together. Uh, but, uh, you know, with the, with the Conservatives being very pro-meritocracy uh, and you know I've spoken before about what a terrible thing meritocracy is uh, because it means people who don't have skills or abilities are just left by the wayside just tip them into the pit uh, well you know lucky people who can afford education or training and acquire skills can breeze on up but man 
if we are in a meritocracy, can someone please explain Dominic Raab then? I'm not one for physiognomy, but look at the eyelids on it. Half drooped down like he can't even be bothered to wake up properly and engage with the world. Listen to Sleepy Dom in a committee meeting talking about Irish borders. We, we've made clear, and I made clear in the House again earlier, that we'll do nothing that would draw customs border down the Red Sea. Um, and we will... If I, <laughs> Irish Sea. <laughs> Irish Sea. He is so dumb. He just about make it as a judo instructor at your local church hall. Yet this man, this man is leading the country. The brightest and the best we could do out of 60 million people is that. All of this would be funny if hundreds of people weren't dying every day. And normally I'd put together a measured takedown of someone. I would carefully amass my evidence. I would submit it piece by piece, building my case. But this man is so disengaged as to be borderline psychotic. Nothing can reach his cold, dead heart. He's like half a jellyfish, half eaten by a turtle, washed up on a beach, covered in sand, and dimly observing itself rotting. He is less than wallpaper paste. There is nothing to this man. Less than nothing because he has real power. He has real influence and mindlessly glibly puts out quotes about I'm not really a feminist without the scarcest idea of what a feminist is. It's damaging. When Pretty Patel can't read out a number, my six-year-old managed on a cold reading. And this lidded beauty, Dominic Raab's idea of a successful press conference is managing to get his shoes on the right feet before he walks out there. Heaven help us all. It actually makes you wish for Boris. Because what is the point of all his acolytes, his little satellite feeders simpering about if the only thing with any substance that imbues any meaning in them is taken out of the picture? The whole cabinet's like a brainless rag doll, the brain plucked out, the only organ that could keep them alive. And I am saying this about Boris Johnson! Wow! You know what you need? You need Disney Plus right now. And I'm not even kidding. Like, who, whoever you are. And I, my parents listen to this, and I know they, they're the last people who would subscribe. You need Disney Plus right now. And i tell you why. Because if you haven't broken yet, or even if you have, you need to break. Like everyone, whatever you're going through, whatever level, you know, whether you've been directly affected by coronavirus or you haven't, you need to break. You're carrying a lot of anxiety and a lot of tension around. And you probably need to break. You need some catharsis. And wow, if there's one thing Disney does well, it's catharsis. And I tell you what, if you are suspicious of the brand or wary of the brand, and you feel like, you know, historically, whatever about Disney. And frankly, the, just the sheer trauma of something like Bambi. Disney has moved on. It's not that anymore. Like they have. I know this for a fact because I know someone who used to work at Disney Tower who said, look, they, they have like the world class educational psychologists working on their programming. But, you know, there are still people who just don't really fully trust the brand. I'm telling you now. I think you can trust the brand. They've done a lot of work. They've gone, they're fantastic on diversity. They've really 
kind of moved on from 2017 and Me Too. And their programming is really good. And and frankly, the, the, uh, the more recent stuff is, is safe. As in, properly has good values. And I would recommend, if you get Disney+, Plus, your first $5.99 will have been worth it if you watched the following three shows. Uh... One is called Kit Bull. It's a short animated feature about a cat that sort of befriends a dog. Sounds very saccharine. If it doesn't make you cry, then you are Dominic Raab. It's only eight minutes of your time. Just just try it. Uh, and then watch the making of, because that will make you cry as well. Um, then watch Encore, which sounds like a terrible premise for a show uh, where they get like a high school cast who put on a school musical. So, you know, maybe they did Grease in 1991. They tracked down all the participants and reunite them and restage the musical. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I do not. But it's not about the musical. It's just about this kind of snapshot of these people then and now and kind of just looking at what emotionally they're still carrying from childhood, what they've let go of, where they are, um, I do maintain almost all Americans, I think, are depressed. Uh, but it's just it's it's just a lovely thing. And it, it will make you feel a bit better. And lastly, just for sheer laughs, uh, Timmy Failure. Mistakes were made. It's a feature film and it's based on a book and it's a really good book. And uh, they've absolutely nailed the adaptation. It is just tonally perfect it's about a kid who thinks that uh he, he runs his own detective agency i mean you know he he doesn't it's it's not like a sort of hey kid spies thing you know he he's, he pretends and he's got little business cards that he makes by himself but he sort of has these lines like um you know mum i'm he's like dead straight he sort of carries the weight of the world on his shoulders and he says mum um i'm trying to build a fortune 500 company uh i i don't have time to do homework that's just silly. Um, and then she loses her job at one point and he says, don't worry about it. I will pay you 10 times what they were paying you. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's really charming. And, and you just, you just might need a cry in a safe, controlled way. And Disney Plus will give you that. I didn't think I'd be endorsing Disney. And I'm sure my endorsement means the world to them after everything I've just said in this podcast so far. But I'm just saying, try it. Okay, try it. Okay. Yes, it's time for the results of Outdown. Uh, it's the game where you have to choose a number and if anyone else has chosen the same number, you're out. And then whoever's got the lowest number that no one else has chosen is the winner. Uh, David Alt made this up and uh, it's very good. Lots of people have been playing over the weekend. I think we had two rounds over the weekend. So let's get the results now. David writes, the Easter Bunny has been and left some results, but what a basketful he has delivered. Uh, firstly, your regularly scheduled out-down results. Strangely enough, after the piling on of the number one last week, no one picked it over the weekend. Oh, God damn it! At two, Mikey. Hey, Mikey! And Nicole. At four, Matt from the Midlands, Hedy, Gareth and Jem from Buxton. At uh, five, Ollie has a handle and Martin with an I, not a Y. At seven, Jackie and Neil. 22, Zorro from Aylesbury. And Keisha and Ruby at 22. And at 23, David Popey, Martin with a Y, not an I. And Lee 
No. That's mad. Why did everyone choose 22 and 23? I love the psychology of this game. Uh, the winners were, in third place, Jack Render from Ripon with 12. In second place, Pablo Bonzo with 8. And in first place, Chris Hind with 3. I'll work on a bit more imaging so that there's some kind of clapping payoff to that. Then David did a thing called Second is Best, where it was like the second highest number. The loser picks the highest number and the winner is the one with the second highest number. I don't... I. I, this is where I start to glaze over. But anyway, some brave attempts, he says, with two, seven and eight. The outright loser was Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Who chose uh, 999,999,999,998. Stick that in your pipe, pretty Patel. Uh, but the winner was Sam Knight with 749,632,261. However, Sam had previously entered... 80,085 tweeting. I may have entered, but I have the mental age of a school. But anyway, the winning choice was his second go at the game. So he's giving him an honourable mention. And uh, I don't really understand. Anyway, honourable mention goes to Ollie, who picked 334,974. Or if you prefer, 334,930,974,000. Uh, the boards are reset and ready to run. I'll tweet the link. If you want to play it on the Google form, uh, you can. It's just a thing. So, Matt has been in touch on the subject of neighbours. I'm up for this. I've just got to move a thing on my timeline, otherwise it makes it all really hard and difficult and fiddly. Anyway, right. Greetings, Jake. Greetings. On the subject of neighbours, ours are relatively pleasant people. However, one of them is becoming somewhat annoying. We moved into our home last year. The back garden was quite literally jungle-esque. Over the last few months, I've cleared it, stripped it back, removed all the mirrors. You know the... Th oh, okay. Yeah. Bits of bed frame, were they? These last few days, I've erected trellis around the perimeter on the walls and fences, built a wood store, and here's the thing. Finally put up a clothesline. Now, our neighbour, let's call him Al, is on the face of it a nice enough chap. I think his name is Al. Uh, quite friendly in a loud voices sort of way and always, always has something to say. Hello there. How's it going? Uh, he has the confidence that only a six foot six bodybuilder with limited intellect can have. All oh, right, I think I have got the voice wrong there. Hello there. How you doing? Builder. Build. Bodybuilder. Has no L in it. Just FYI. Everyone generally agrees with him because they're frightened of getting their head smashed. And if they don't, he has a tattoo of his own name and his birth date on his tree-like forearm. That's a handy thing to have, you know, if you're in a bank or something. So I'm hanging out the washing on my newly completed line. Please that we can stop drying things inside on the chuffing radiators. Al, in his almighty sexism, says, Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing there? It's the Mrs. Pauly. What's that? I said. You mean the washing, I'm guessing? No, Joe's fine, thanks. Oh, learning new skills, eh? He's very loud. That's right, I said. In all my 46 years, I have never mastered the hanging out of the washing. Bonkers, really, considering I was single for 12 of my adult years, eh? Sarcasm could almost be seen dripping from my speech bubble. But sarcasm is not something Al understands, it seems, for he said... Well, it's amazing what learning can do with all this Corbin 15 nonsense, isn't it? Some good will come of it. Corbin 15. I'll leave you with that. 
Have a lovely day, one and all. Much love, Matt. Oh, Matt, hang in there. Uh, we're all with you. <laughs> Corbin 50. You know who's to blame, don't you? Very good. Uh, right. Um, that's it for today, I think, because... Oh, my God, it's late and I'm missing Joe Wicks. <gasps> that's terrible. I will be back tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. You can always email me with anything at all. It doesn't have to be a neighbour story, but, you know, I'll totally take them. It's not today at swanverse.com. Or you can tweet at nottodaypod. Or you can get in touch on facebook.com slash nottodaypod. I'm starting to sound a bit like what's-her-name, Maddie who does... Uh, do you know? But do you know what that's all about? Hmm. Right, uh, anyway, I'll go now and see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. 